All right. Well, it's rolling. Knock yourself out. Mike Hearn, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I haven't been interviewed very much, I'll tell you that. Oh, are you so nervous? Uh, yes, after posting so many podcasts, I've been interviewed, <laughs> I think, less than about 1% of the time, of the amount wow. that I've posted, that's how many times I've been on a podcast. So you're, you're very, very few, uh, amongst a very select few of, of, of people who have interviewed me. I would not nice have guessed feeling. that you would be nervous. Yeah. You heard it almost first on Strategic Life Podcast, <laughs> Mike Hearn of This Is Oklahoma. Um, so I always like to start off with guests of how we met or how we mm-hmm. know each other. And I met you through Creative Mornings. Mm-hmm. I Was that 2019? I yeah, think? it was one of the early ones. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was my last. You're right. My last month with yeah. Creative Mornings because I had been volunteering as co-host with the amazing Mel Willis. Mm-hmm. Um, and your story was just so interesting. And I think just having an accent, everybody was just like, oh. Who is this guy? Where's he from? <laughs> Canada? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So I met Mike through Creative Mornings, which I've met a lot of my guests through Creative Mornings. And I love it. It's a fantastic organization. Um, so tell us where you're from. I am originally from Wales in the UK, a town called Bridgend. Uh, it's 20 miles from Wales' capital city of Cardiff. So if you get off the plane in London and you drive three hours west, you will hit Wales. That's amazing. Yeah. I went to London, but only stuck in the airport for like uh, six hours. I didn't get to get out and about, yeah. which was tragic. It's a pretty good airport. They sell some really cool stuff in, yeah. in the departure lounge. Yeah, I remember. Some very bougie kind of client, oh, for bougie sure. stuff. Yeah. I lost my phone in that airport. Oh. I found it. You, you did? Yeah, somebody was cleaning the restrooms and found it. Oh, awesome. Immediately took it to security. So yeah. I only had to panic for about an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to survive a flight without I'm my phone? I'm very familiar with, what is it, the C terminal yeah. at London's uh-huh. airport. Yeah. So how did you come to Oklahoma. Yeah. Why did you pick Oklahoma? Uh, it was the only choice I had. Honestly. Oh, that'll um, do it. Yeah. So, so I grew up playing golf. Um, I played, you know, from a young age, I started golf when I was like six. Uh, my granddad gave me a golf club and I still have it today. Actually. It's one of like my prized possessions. Um, I just kind of took to golf naturally, uh, growing up as a kid, I, you know, played all the sports, but golf was the one I was kind of pretty good at. And then a lot of my friends who were older than me uh, were going to the States to go to university. And, and university back home, it's three years, and they don't really have university athletics like they do it here. Um, and I thought, well, why not? Let's try it. You know, it's, I've never really traveled, never been away from home for an extended period of time. Let's, let's give it a go. And I applied. Um, you, at the time, there was like two or three agencies that you could kind of sign up with, and you pay them, and they market you to coaches in the States. And there's so many colleges out here and there, and every one of them's got a golf team. So mm-hmm. um, I got picked up by a school in Florida, actually, uh, Nova Southeastern in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And this was summer of '09 because I graduated in '09. So that August, you know, I was like, great, I'm going to go to school, you know, planning to go out there. And, and kind of that summer, my dad lost his job. So all the money that we had saved and, and the golf clubs that I was a member at growing up, they threw fundraisers for me and we had like dinners and, and did auctions and, and raised a ton of money for me to basically pay for my first kind of half, half of my first year, uh, or my, I guess my first semester in school. Um, and my dad lost his job. So all that money that we'd like raised and saved, um, you know, 
the money that the, the club had raised was put in an account. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going to go back to school whenever it's ready. But the money that like family had, you know, needed was, was the other half that, that my family would, would were going to put up went to, you know, paying bills. Right. So for about two years, I worked at the golf course, which when I'm looking back, it's like the easiest two years of my life. <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm 18, 19, 20 years old. And I was 19, 20 years old. And I worked at the golf club behind the bar. I didn't start till 11, p- 11 a.m. every day. And at a golf course, unless you throw in parties, which this golf course didn't throw many parties, typical old kind of stuffy 100-year-old golf course. Yeah. Um, so I would leave work at like 6 o'clock. So I didn't, didn't work. Like it's I like worked, the dream. Yeah, like I didn't work full time either. I didn't work 40 hours a week. I maybe worked like 25 wow. and then played golf the entire time other than that. So for two years, I like lived the dream. All my buddies and friends had gone off to university. So I was like, I'm not going to university yet. I'm waiting to go to the States. And then finally I reapplied. And, and when I reapplied, I reapplied like late. I took my SAT and reapplied later in the year. And I had one offer and that was from... Southern Nazarene in, in Bethany, Oklahoma. And our first question was like, what is, where is Oklahoma? I had no idea. And when I first spelled Oklahoma, I spelled O-A-K, not O-K. Okay. Uh, and then the second question was, what is a Nazarene? I had no idea. So wow. I'd never, ever I been mean, to the States before that either. Wow. So I was like, yeah, I'm going. Like they offered me a 50% scholarship, done, off I go. Yeah. And me and my dad flew out here August the 11th, August 17th, 2011. And I land here, and it's, like, 110 degrees, and I'm in jeans and a hoodie, and, like... What did no, I do? Yeah, there's no mountains, and you're driving from the airport up just Meridian. Nothing. Oh, yeah, you drive to Bethany, you know, from the airport, and it's just, like, car dealerships, and, you know, like, it's not Sonic. glamorous. <laughs> yeah, and this was in 2011, right? So the Devon Tower was, like, half-built, and, oh, I mean, it was, there was no, like districts and food scene back right, then right, right. And it's been 10 years almost 10 years wow so that's how it came out yeah and that is so yeah, funny so <clears throat> so what is it that like you're oklahoma maybe number one fan yeah which is surprising i think i think my personal opinion is people here they either love it or they're trying to get out right there's no, there's not a lot of gray area mm-hmm. but i love it i love oklahoma city i grew up in broken arrow in Tulsa, and I, my personal opinion is Oklahoma City is superior, mm-hmm. though Tulsa is still nice to visit. Um, yeah, I love. Uh, but Tulsa's like, what good. what made you fall in love with Oklahoma? Uh, I mean, when I initially got here, I so I I, I got here in 2011. I turned 21 that September, and when you go to a private Christian school, you can't go out and drink and have right. a good time. And I'd grown up basically, you know, when you drink when you're 18 or 16, yeah. whatever old you are back home. Um, so initially I had missed home. It wasn't the same. It was such a cult- culture shock. And I was like, I, I was like crying, like get me home basically. Yeah. We didn't have any money. So I couldn't go home until my flight was going home at Christmas. So I at least had to stay here for four months. Yeah. And when I did go home at Christmas, um, I realized that nothing had changed back home. I hadn't missed anything. You know, all wow. my friends are still doing the same thing. Yeah. They're still going to the same bars on a Friday and Saturday night. They're still playing golf Saturday and Sunday. Like nothing had changed. Wow. Um, and I came back that second semester and realized that I kind of have a real opportunity to, to do something. And I should probably take full advantage of that because I've been gifted this opportunity through my parents' hard work. And, you know, like I have a younger brother, too, and I know, you know, they worked equally as hard for him. But at that time, it was everything was for me, you know. Right. And I'm like, I'm not going to waste this opportunity. And, and that first year kind of went by and then I went home for, for Christmas. I went home for the summer 
uh, and kind of play golf and, and again realize that I haven't missed anything. And I came out that second year and, and I had a few experiences with people that are just overly nice. Like initially when I came here my freshman year, my first semester, like we don't have Thanksgiving back home. Yeah. So a friend of mine who was playing on my golf team said to me, he's like, hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? You know, my family goes to this retreat ranch thing. They all come in from all over the country, and do you want to come join us? I was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, one of this guy, Tim, he's one, one of my best friends out here now, and he's a golf coach now, and his parents were like my host family throughout all of my years. And I get there at Thanksgiving for the first time, and there's like 70 of them there. And they're all crazy. Like, it's all, you know, they're all, like, throwing <laughs> rolls at each other at the dinner table, kind Amazing. of crazy. Like, do you want to roll? I'm like, yes. And then it hits me in the head. Like, <laughs> okay, I, I can vibe with this stuff. Um, so they're just really nice people. Um, and, th- and that's the thing that everyone says, right? People are so nice. Um, but it's just, like, the consistency of, like, why and genuine care for people, you mm-hmm. know, that... Um, and when I kind of chose the, or realized that I was probably going to want to stay, you know, like, my junior, senior year, I was figuring that out. Um it made sense when my mum came here for my graduation. So my dad came out when I joined, when I when I came out here for the first time, stayed for like five days. And then they both came back four years later when mm-hmm. I graduated. So my mum came back and she'd known that like I was at least staying another year and I'd applied for like a student visa extension. And she said to me at like my graduation party, she's like, I get it now. Like I'm, I, I understand why you like it here, and I'm happy that you have a family around you wow. here that makes my mum com- yeah. comfortable knowing yeah. that like I'm halfway around the world and I'm at least being taken care of if something were to happen. Sure. So that that definitely put her at ease. Um, and my dad met my my mum and dad met my girlfriend at the time, now my wife at my graduation party. My dad came up to me and said, "You need to marry this girl." I was like, oh, cool, thanks, Dad. I've been dating her for like maybe two months. <laughs> thanks for that. You're like, whoa, 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 buddy. Yeah, you know, he's like, she's, you know, she's awesome. You need to, you need to, you need to marry this girl. It's like, I told her that as well. Like after, you know, probably like six, seven months of dating, and she's like, yeah, it's kind of funny knowing, you know, knowing my dad and stuff. But yeah, so I, I just kind of fell in love with with people, um, how welcoming everybody is. How, uh, but also, I mentioned back home. Back home's not very entrepreneurial. And I've always kind of had that idea of, like, I want to go do something and then just, like, you know, just not just kind of settle for a job. Like, I never had that. I've always had that desire to go do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I did work jobs, like, I wanted, you know, I wanted to do something. I didn't want to just stick to this is your parameters, this is your job. And, you know, like, I want to do something different. And the opportunity here is just light, light years ahead of back home. Oh, yeah. And the culture around entrepreneurship you know like like you you know we've spoke previously about you know like the treasury that you're a part of like that culture and people that are at the treasury like they all want you to be successful yeah back home it's the opposite it's like if you come up with an idea they're like well why would you do that like what if it fails wow whereas here it's like okay how does this work like why would you not try like go start your business do it at least try at least try so that that to me was like it just like you know naturally know kind of like made me feel comfortable that like I'm kind of a dreamer as well mm-hmm. whereas like my wife's pretty level-headed and works the nine-to-five stuff whereas I'm like I want to be a dreamer what can we do like what can we do next how, how do we do this yeah. and, and having that group of people around you as I was in college and doing that stuff just made me think this is the place for me that's awesome so and then like the city growing up too right the city's like underrated I think still underrated of yeah you know and I've kind of in my last 10 years seen Midtown grow and, and, you know, like all of that stuff that's come along with it and our food scene and like 
I feel like I'm a part of it now, which is really cool. The only yeah. thing that I haven't seen is, and people either haven't, you know, we, I, the year I came here, I think the Thunder lost in the playoffs. And I interviewed Sam Anderson, who wrote Boomtown. Yeah. And he, I said to him, I said, I kind of like, part of me thinks that, like, part of me isn't sad that we didn't win because I wasn't an Oklahoman then. So I wouldn't have oh. cared as much. <laughs> and he's like, basically what you're saying is, like, you're the reason <laughs> that the Thunder didn't win. I was like, no. It's your fault. It's my fault, yeah. But, yeah, I think just opportunity, people, um, and just, like, it's, you can do anything here. Yeah. I, mean, I make money doing a podcast. Like, it's... Yeah. yeah. I think that's one thing that I've found, like, moving, living in, you know, Tulsa, mm-hmm. then in Georgia, and here... Like, I feel like Oklahoma City is the first city I've lived in that I've made my own, and I've had my own community and really embedded myself into the culture, into the, you know, community. And it there is, like you're saying, there is definitely a sense of collaboration yeah. over a sense of competition. Like, people really do want you to succeed, like, especially when they see you working hard and hustling to make it happen, mm-hmm. you know, people are going to rally around you. And that's one of my favorite things that I've discovered is, you know, moving here and not knowing really more than four or five people and just everybody I've met has been like, yeah, yeah. why not do it? Do Go it, do it. Yeah. Do it. How, how can I yeah. help you yeah. be successful? Like, who do you need to know? Who do you yeah. need to sit with? Everyone yeah. is so open-handed with their relationships, with their knowledge, with mm. their wisdom and experience. And so it's, it's a really, it's never fully safe to do entrepreneurship, but it is, it feels like a, um, a safe place to like really jump out mm-hmm because you feel supported and protected and like people are really cheering you on. Um, so after college, how did you get into real estate? Yeah. Uh, so a- what after is your, college, what's your degree? Marketing. Oh I, yeah. And I, I, I never, ever realized, never thought I'd use it. Uh, and I, people tell me that I use it every day. I'm like, oh, it just feels normal. Um, <laughs> but so, so I came here, I took like a general business degree when I came here and they did one like intro to marketing class and kind of just, fell in love with it and I could also know that I also knew that I could kind of just like with every paper I could kind of not BS it but I could be myself and just talk about marketing easily or write about it uh, and then when you come when you're an international student you have you can apply for a one year work visa mm-hmm. but that, that job or whatever you go into needs to be within your degree field you can do anything in marketing yeah so it was great <laughs> Uh, so a professor of mine said to me, you know, have you thought about real estate? I said, no, back home it's totally different. Back home you right. have a general brokerage that owns everything and then the agents are on salary, not oh. not commission to they are here. So the brokerage makes all the money, whereas the agents make maybe a salary and a little bonus as well. They're more showing agents, really. Uh, and it's a lot more legal fees back home as well. Um, so I never really thought about it. And, and he said, look, there's this guy who used to play golf here. Um, I think you'd meet with him just to see what, he's a real estate agent, see what you think. So I go meet this guy and we sit down for like 30 minutes and, and chatting. And he's like, look, like clearly, you know, you're, you're good at golf. You know, real estate's fun. You know, you, you're your own boss. You've never done that before. So that's going to be a struggle. You know, you've got to get out of business and, and, you know, you're new and all that stuff. But I think you can be good at it if you put some time into it and, you know, the, with a real estate company at the time he, that he, he's working at, you know, they said, yeah, well, we'll take you on, you know, basically on the word of this guy. Uh, but he said to me, what happens if, you know, after one year, like, you know, your visa ends after one year, like, what happens after that? And I said, well, I can either go home, I can either do a master's and go back to school, or I can get married. 
And I was totally joking when I said married. Like I was like, I was like, <laughs> little laughing. did you know. <laughs> little did I know that guy is now my brother-in-law. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and what a plot twist! What a plot twist! Um, so uh, he says to me, he's like, uh, "Are you single?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Do you want to go on a double date in two weeks?" It's like, <laughs> "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, my my sister-in-law uh, actually said to him, like my wife at the now said to Chad, his name said to him." I'm having terrible luck. If you find someone that like you you approve of, like he's you, like one person normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, if you find someone that, that that you know you approve of, let's let's go on a double date. So I was that next person. Wow. Yeah. So we go like bowling two weeks later, and I'm terrible at bowling. Um, and like what the first you know we I, I drove to to their house, and then we all jumped to the same car. But but when I drive to their house, I'm sat there, kind of like I get there before she gets there, because we're at Chad's house and. Taryn walks in with her mum and dad. And oh Taryn's dad's gosh. like big Indian, like they're, they're uh, Cheyenne Arapaho, my wife's ba- background to family is. And so like he's like six four, oh, yeah. you know, like he's wow. not a small human being. And he's the nicest guy ever. So you ever. got a job, a wife, and in-laws like in two weeks yeah, almost. Yeah, nice. So I mean, <laughs> and I get up, like shake the hand, do the, you know, do the, all, the, all the thing. Oh, nice to man. meet you. And then we go on this date. Uh, and then like a, two days later, we went on like our own date. Yeah. Like, like it's nice to go out with people, but like let's go on our own date. Yeah. Um, and we went to get like ice cream or something. Um, and we went to get ice cream at, and we went, because I was doing a photography class my senior year because I'd done all of my really good like elective classes early. So like, like my last semester was just... Cake. Do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah, and one of them was photography. I couldn't take golf because I was on the golf team, sadly. <laughs> um, so, so I get into real estate through that. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, my wife, uh, a girlfriend at the time, she was working at a, at a, a storm shelter company. And then she ended up getting a real estate license as well. Oh, wow. So she starts doing real estate kind of around the same time. Um, and then, so I'm doing real estate. Um, you know, I'm enjoying it. Uh, but then that one year is coming, like, like it gets to like November time. And a friend of mine says to me, who's also on, on a one year work experience at the time, but he was at OCU. He's like, how are you going to stay? I was like, I'm getting married. And like, I knew like, like, she's like awesome. Like I hadn't had a relationship like that, you know, leading up to it. Like she, this is really cool. Like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty apparent. Yeah. And I guess she didn't tell me, but didn't tell me until after but the, after our first day she told her mum that like I'm gonna marry this guy wow well, I didn't know this um so yeah so so I tell my buddy in November well Jan following January I like speak to her parents I'm like hey like let's sit down have dinner while Taryn is working she was working um, at a I think at a restaurant and they knew as well but yeah, like yeah, having yeah. that conversation like yeah. hey uh, can I be part of the family like I know my visa's ending, right? But I think I just have to get engaged. And I was told I just had to get engaged. So we go, both of us for some reason, go in February to see uh, Kelly Stump, who was my attorney. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why Taryn was with me, but we go sit down with Kelly and, and I say, look, my visa ends May 31st. Like, you know, like, what's the process we've got to do here so that I can at least stay? Like, we don't have to get married straight away, but like, well, that's not what I've been told. And she looks at me like stone cold face. She's like, uh, it takes 90 days to file everything. You have to get married and everything has to be sent off by March the 1st. Oh and this is gosh, like the first February. week in February. And I've gone like, from being Valentine's told. Valentine's Day. Yeah. I've gone from being told like, you have to just matter. get engaged uh, to like, no, you have to get married. Like now. So we walk out of there and I like look at Taryn and she's just like, oh, okay. Uh, 
And like, I, I still hadn't asked her yet, right? Like, hadn't like I'd asked her parents, yeah, but yeah. She, I don't know why she was with me. She just was like, I mean, if we're gonna do this, I want to be there as well. Like, all right, whatever. So we Facetime my parents as we as we're on the way home, and we're on as we're on the way to her parents' house. My mum and dad are like, you know, look, we support you if that's what you want to do. Like, as long as Taryn's parents are okay with this, then we are too. Yeah. So then I've got to go into Taryn's parents' house. Bearing like, in mind, I'd be like, hey, I, you know, I'd love to be part of the family, like, in a night, you know, in a year or whatever, but can we just do it, like, next week? <laughs> Are you free next weekend? You know, like, oh, it's so awkward. And thankfully, they were like, yeah, if that's what you want to do, we support you. You wow. know, you've been around. And we would only been dating for, like, nine months at this point. Wow. Um, so we, this was, like, on a f- Thursday or Friday. Um, and it was, like, the... Valentine's Day was that Sunday. And I am the, like, I hate people who get engaged on Valentine's <laughs> Day. Like, I just despise, Valentine's Day and Christmas. I don't know why, I'm just, it just, it's cringy to me. I just despise it. So, I have, I still hadn't asked her to marry me at this oh point. My I had parents that said yes, my parents You're said yes. You're having this conversation We're, like it's like, going to happen. Yeah, I called my buddy, <laughs> yeah, called my buddy who's a pastor and like, first of all, he laughed and he's like, are you serious? So I was like, he's like, I need to call you back. So he calls me back like, Five minutes later, he's like, "I'd love to, I'd love to." So, oh um, so I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't got a ring at that point. I hadn't officially asked. So, I like told her Saturday morning, which was the thirteenth, not the fourteenth of February. Saturday morning, I told her, "I was like, I gotta go to the golf course real quick." Uh, I was working part time at the country club. I was like, "I'm gonna go there." Didn't went to buy a ring. Um, got the ring, and then that day, uh, that morning, we were we were going to a friend's first their kid's first birthday party, who is the family of my host family. Mm-hmm. So it was their daughter's, their grandchild's basically first birthday party. We were going to at like one o'clock. So that morning I said, hey, we haven't been taking photos downtown literally since our first date. Let's go do that. I mean, you know, I got a, got a camera. Let's just go hang out and walk around, take photos down kind of automobile alley area. So we go take photos, grab coffee, and, and kind of, re- she's not knowing this, but we're reliving like our first official date, right? Mm-hmm. And we're taking photos. And I'm taking photos of her. And I, borrow- I love your determination yeah. to not do it on the 14th. Oh yeah, like, and I borrowed the camera too, right? I borrowed the camera from, from from a friend of mine. This um, is like a lifetime movie. I feel like. Oh, it gets better. So, so I, we're walking around, and it's kind of she's kind of getting agitated because it's getting late, and we're like supposed to be in Yukon to go to this party, and it's like you know like almost 12 o'clock, and we're like trying to wrap things up. We got to walk to the car. So, and I got the ring in my pocket the whole time, trying to figure out a place to do it. And we walk down the down the tracks, basically, down by Automobile Alley and come out on, like, 6th Street. And there was a pink building with a red door. And I don't think it's there anymore. It's either been repainted. But um, as we walk out onto the street, there's no traffic around. It might have been 4th Street, one of those streets. And I'm like, do it now. Like, she's it, ahead of it, me. It, like, she's it. walking 10 feet ahead of me. Like, just call her back. It's and a Valentine's yeah, building. You're on one <laughs> knee. Like, just do it. And I froze. Oh. And I, I just, so I told her, like, Take a picture of you. Like, stand by this red door on a pink building. I want to take a picture of you. And she's, like, agitated and pissed off at this point. Annoyed. She's like, I want to go home. Like, we need to go to this party. Um, let me take a picture of you. I'm like, oh, great. Okay. So I'm standing there, like, with my hands in my pockets, not to show that, like, there's a box in my pocket, you know, with a ring in it. Uh, and then as she, like, I said, well, it's my turn now. Like, as I transition to taking the camera off her, she turns around. I drop to one knee, and I'm like, bawling my eyes out. Oh like, my I gosh. am the emotional one in my family. Like my mum and me, I get my emotions like from my mum. So I'm like streaming with tears. And then she's like, 
of course. Like, like yes, basically. Now get up. We gotta go to the no. Party. Yeah, no one. <laughs> still no one in the road. Uh, so we walk to the car, which is parked at that burger place. It's the SB. Is it's parked there? Maybe on Northville Alley. Yeah, yeah. Right across from like that. Was it the crazy building that Wayne Coyne did? Yeah, Factory of Steel. There you go. Right across the street from there. Yeah. So, I, and it's February, right? So it's cold. So we've got a coat on. I open the back of the car door, chuck my coat in it, put the camera on top of the car. <gasps> no. And get in. And I drive up. No. Right? So I drive down Broadway. I take a right up 10th. I go across the bridge. And then I'm taking the on-ramp to go north on Broadway extension with the camera still on the roof. With all of the photos inside it. As I get up the ramp, as you drive up and it goes up a little bit over the bridge, you can kind of see, you've got Oklahoma City to the left and you've got the capital to the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. I hear this, like, clicking and knocking noise on the roof. And then I look at my rearview mirror and this black thing is just exploding in the road at 70 mile an hour. Oh. There goes the camera that's not mine that I borrowed for the day. With all your pictures. With all my pictures. So, like, I, like, went down, got off, like, the exit, came back around, pulled over again. And the only thing I have from that day, other than the camera body, which I gave back to the guy who brought the camera from, is the camera lens. The lens Ooh. cap, sorry. I have the lens cap. It's in my office. Uh, I kept it. I was like, oh, this has, this is my memento from today. Uh, it's like a Lumex lens cap. But the battery, the, the, the SD card, the entire lens, oh went, I don't know. I never saw it. We've never seen those pictures. And oh then I've got to go to his kids for his birthday party. Like, what? I just got engaged. What a roller coaster and I'm like, like, of emotions. Oh, what a day. Uh, I just Nervous, got engaged. happy, sad, crushed, yeah. stressed. <laughs> and we get there, and I'm like, not to overshadow this kid's first birthday, but like someone sees a ring on Terrence's finger, and they're like, oh my God. Like, yeah, let me tell you about the morning I've had. Oh <laughs> like, my God. And she said to me that day, she's like, I knew that we'd be good that, that we'd like, I knew that I was making the right decision that day because of how you handled all of those emotions. Wow. And I mean, in my. In, I'm screaming on the inside. <laughs> you know, it's like that like that entrepreneurship, like when you look at the iceberg, right, and it's yeah, this yeah, big, yeah. or the duck, right? You look at the duck, and he's, like, set on the water, and then and you look at the pedaling, he's going, oh, my insides are, like, screaming at me. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, she was like, I, you know, I, I gave the camera back that before we went to the birthday party, and I just knocked on the door and stood there with this camera in my hand in pieces, like, a, you know, no lens and just a body that's scratched or whatever. Oh, man. And I just apologized, like, I'm sorry. And he's like, how'd it go? I'm like, oh, it went great. But like, I, you know. <laughs> sorry. Sorry for your loss. like in pieces. Like, I hope it still works. Um, so yeah, that was like the getting kind of engaged, married, like. Wow. Story. Um, I love, I, the thing I love about your story is like, it's not, I feel like when I tell parts of my story, it's segmented, you know, yeah. like there's the business part, there's the part. Oh, it, but mine seems yours to just is like together. so inter. Yeah. Twine. So it's that's the Saturday, together. which is February 13th. We got married in the following Tuesday, which is, um, yeah, and it was at my parents' house, like the following Tuesday. And I had the ring, she wanted to get the ring radium flashed, I think, make it silver, basically, because no it was gold. Because, um, yeah, basically, it was to like make it silver, and it was a gold ring. Um, so I'm picking up the ring Tuesday evening in Edmond at five o'clock. Or rush hour traffic. I, oh. I show up to like her parents' house ten feet late because everyone like close families there. My host family's there. You know, like this is like at oh, six o'clock, man. and they're videoing everything for my parents. So I show up late. I didn't know that Jason, who's my buddy, who's a pastor, had pulled Taryn to one side and said, "Look, if you don't want to do this, now is the time to figure this out. Like we can leave. We can, let's go to dinner. Like we'll go Come out the on, back Jason. door." Oh, he, and he has a history of doing this oh as well. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and it's actually happened a couple of uh, once before. Wow. 
to Taryn's cousin, I think he married, and the guy was like, yeah, I don't want to get married. So they just left. <laughs> like, that's another Whoa. story. So so basically, he pulled Taryn to one side and said, you know, if you want to do this, like, you know, and she's like, no, I do. So thankfully, wow. uh, and that was the February the 16th. So I got engaged on the, on the 13th and married on the 16th of February. And then we, a year later, because we couldn't have, like, a legit wedding day, mm-hmm. a year later uh, in July... Um, six seven of 17 I think is so is that June or July it was it, it was later basically a year later my parents come over my brother's here he's my best man like we had a real day yeah you know in Edmonds so we had a proper like wedding day and the whole you know not just hey let's just sign some documents in, in my, in my somebody house. needs to make this a movie I mean it's kind of Seriously. like a proposal movie isn't it but it's that's basically like how I wild. stay you should write uh, a book yeah, I should have you write me you a book. You should hire me to write <laughs> your you book. Go. There we yeah. go. And I just transcribed this podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, there we go. But, but yeah, that's wow. kind of how I ended up getting married and staying. And at the time, we were both, so I moved in. We, we got an apartment. We were both doing real estate at the time, which new two new real estate agents, both doing real estate and working at part-time jobs to make ends meet. I mean, some of the best memories come from, like, scraping, right, right. For, for rent money. But at the end of the day, like, she turned to me after a few months and was like, I think I'm going to get a job. It's like, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you did because I definitely don't want to do that. It's amazing. Um, and through my part-time job at the country club, uh, someone, uh, a friend of mine that I met, one of the members, said to me, he's like, how's things? How's your wife doing? Uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, she's great. She's actually looking for a job. And I didn't know this, but he's the regional, he was, yeah, regional head of edward jones mm-hmm. so he's like oh we're hiring have her call me tomorrow and then he spent an hour on the phone with her and she had a job like the next day wow so connections good Your friends life is a yeah whirlwind, man. It, it, Woo, it's crazy. i need a nap yeah it is it is definitely a uh a, a, a collection of events <laughs> <laughs> so let's switch gears just a little bit yeah um how did you start your podcast where did the idea come from how did that get yeah. started so it'll, it all kind of comes from real estate so I, so I was doing real estate I did good in my first year because all of my buddies were graduating and buying houses I'd convinced them not to buy an apartment I said buy a house and rent it to your friends and they did um, so after that I hadn't learned to actually like become a salesman right? I hadn't mm-hmm. learned to cold call or any of that knock on doors and when you have an accident and you call people they think you're calling from out of state <laughs> especially when you sound like you're from the UK <laughs> like are right? you from Arkansas yeah so click <laughs> phone goes down and I'm just like not built to make phone calls and get told no every day like, yeah. I just can't do it so I turned to social media and I was saw a few pages on, on, on Instagram one of them was called only in Oklahoma and they have, I looked them up, and they're a giant media company that have an only in Texas, only in Louisiana, mm-hmm. like the, whatever. So I copied that model, and then for some reason, the name This Is Oklahoma was was available. Great, I'll take that. So I copied their model, and like just started reposting people's pictures. And I would, I would repost up to 10 pictures a day, just wow. giving credit, like just, yeah. re, just doing more than they were doing, because they had like 15,000 followers at the time. And I was like, if I can do what they do, there's clearly a following there for it. Mm-hmm. But like more, you know, like I'm here, so I'm like doing it faster. There's more people, you know, like in real time, basically. Yeah. You know, if a storm rolls through, then there's a picture of it, like within an yeah, hour yeah. kind of thing. Um, and it kind of resonated. So so after like seven months, I kind of had like a thousand followers a month growth for wow. seven months. So I had like 7,000 followers. And, and this was in uh, June of, what were we, June of 17, I believe. So it gets to the kind of 
Christmas, and I'm almost at like 10,000 followers by Christmas. And I kind of said to friends of mine, uh, said, hey, like I, I want to do a video series initially because there's only so many things you can tell with a picture. Can we set up some cameras? I knew they had all the equipment and figure out a video series. What do you think? I put myself on camera. I was terrible at it. Like talking directly to the camera, the light goes on. I've got a script. I can't remember what I've just said. Like it was a horrific experience. Um, total waste of their time. And they said, what about a podcast? They're like, yeah, buddy, you're not made for Yeah, me. like, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, I listened to a ton. One, yeah, sure, let's do that. So initially the goal was, you know, it was because of real estate, right? I wanted to generate um, a following and, and mm -hmm. kind of use it as my database for real estate. And now, and I, until I had, until I launched the podcast, I hadn't posted anything about real estate on the page. I thought I'll just grow it and grow it and grow it. And, and I won't mention, I'll work part time. And that year, I think I didn't make, I mean, I made like maybe $32,000 that year, mm -hmm. which relatively speaking is nothing. Right. Right. Um, so, but I was always working on, you know, I'm always on my phone. I'm always like, you know, just investing in hopefully making this something. And started the, po recorded a few podcasts. Everyone out recorded five episodes before I released any, just so I had enough in the bank for five weeks. Um, my first episode was with Desmond Mason, who played for the Thunder as an mean, artist. That's a good kickoff. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I, it took me three or four months to get him. I like yeah, constantly I sending emails and just getting in touch. And, and when I did that one, I was like, okay, like now I need to do like let's get these out because it was yeah, yeah. it was in March because we was talking about March Madness and what happened was the podcast actually didn't go out till May and I was super mad, mm -hmm. but we just didn't get it out in time. Um, but the second episode I did was with Todd Vincent from Eote. Mm -hmm. uh, me and Todd sat down for 45 minutes before we started recording, hung out, chatted, got to know each other. Then we recorded for like an hour and then had another coffee after. And it was that day that I realized that this is not about you. This is not mm. about selling real estate. This is not about, you know, I didn't have enough, like I didn't feel right putting a real estate ad at the front of, you know, somebody's story. Yeah. This is the person that's coming on the podcast. They're a guest. And this was, you know, this was when Todd was at his warehouse. No, there yeah. was no coffee shop at that yeah. point. The coffee shop was just a dream. And um, I think he said in the podcast, like, we're, we're nowhere near trying to compete with anybody yet. Like, we don't even, yeah. like, it's not, it wasn't even on the radar to have a coffee shop. Right. Uh, but it was that moment that I realized that, like, I, the last thing I want to do is put a real estate ad at the start of this. You know, I, hi, I'm Mike and I'm a real estate agent. And, like, you should, you know, like, no. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's everything I kind of despise about, like just throwing sales right, jargon right. in your face, isn't it? When and then and then go on to tell like someone's amazing story about how they've started a business and so I never put any ads on it um, from day one, thankfully. And you know I did like I, I focused on one episode a week, and then I learned how to edit, and so and I knew I'm I'm the only one that's in control of when these go out. And I just ran with it. Got to yeah. two a week, and then COVID happened. And during 2020, I recorded 150 episodes. Oh my! So God. I did three a week. Uh, and that year, uh, that that the start of that year, I reached out to the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who are fantastic. Uh, and I just said, look, this is what I'm doing. Your mission statement is like sharing Oklahoma's story, I think, or something very close to that. So we're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. You guys don't have a podcast. How about I go out and record people, you pay me, you know, a sponsorship for 12 months, um, and you get all of the content. All of this, yeah. it goes into your archives, it goes to your YouTube channels. You don't have to post it, but just let's save it to everything so you know you have it. Real stories, not like, you know, it'd be great to go and interview, you know, there's, there's 718 Oklahoma Hall of Famers. It'd be great to go and interview all of their families, right? Yeah. 
but uh, just regular people. But just like you don't hear the yeah. regular stories, and there's so much in those regular stories. Right. Like everybody has something. Um, and they were like, yeah, let's do it. So Amazing. they sponsored me for a year. They now they've been with me now since since you know last all of last year and, and all of this year. Um, and it's just kind of grown from there. And, and it's never been about real estate, but funny enough my real estate business has done great because people have an excuse to talk to me about something now right right people right. don't like when i have a conversation with someone who i haven't seen for six months it's not like oh you know how are you doing how's business it's how's the podcast who are you having on this week and then the conversation that they take the conversation to real estate yeah. so it makes the sell much easier and well because it's relationship based more yes. than it is mm-hmm. you know and the goal I think like I, I, I'll always do real estate I love it it's a lot of fun you know it's great to help people you know have a huge part of someone's big decision in their life yeah. you know it's houses is probably the biggest purchase you're ever going to make um, it's you know it's great to be a part of that but I love this podcast thing so much fun like I podcast I do more I think you know, and I, everybody I just love it everybody I know that has a podcast is addicted to it it's yeah. just it is so fun to create something that is helpful, uh-huh. you know, and that adds value. And I think that I feel sometimes I'm like, well, it could help one person. It could help a yeah. hundred thousand people. I will never know. But right. just knowing that you're adding value to the world where people can mm-hmm. come and connect. And it, it is, it's a really fulfilling thing to do. Right. Yeah. You know, you're right. And that, that's kind of like the, the long journey, I guess, of where the podcast has come from. It was like initially real estate. Now it's just, it took off and the Instagram page kind of grew and grew and grew and you kind of add video to that, um, which is what we've done is add more video content to it so people can see who's talking and get that feeling of who that person is. And yeah. the whole goal is when I sit down with someone is, is that, you know, people read your about section, they probably know who you are on your website, but they don't know what makes you tick, right? They don't get to hear you, hear your passion, the passion that's in your voice about what you do, you know, and like all these little intricacies that make you who you are. Um, and I didn't go to school to become, you know, a podcaster. I, <laughs> I've interviewed many, like, journalism majors. And I'm like, <laughs> like don't judge me. Don't know? judge me in my but, questions. Yeah. Um, and I don't edit many of it at all. Like, I, people probably listening just, you know, to the podcast would be like, yeah, he kind of rambles and mumbles a lot. And then he'll finally find the question. Um, but, you know. It's so it, fun, it, though. Yeah, it is. You just love doing it. And I, I do it, you know, I, I, I think this year half of my income for this year will come from a podcast that's amazing which is after doing it we'll talk about how to do that later yeah you and me sidebar yeah 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 (laughs) so like one thing i love about your story from college to marriage real estate to podcasting is like it feels like correct me if i'm wrong but it feels like there's this perpetual curiosity Mm -hmm. and just an openness to be like i don't know let's see what happens no you're so like can you talk just for a minute about like what it's like to live with just an open hand and open mind and like what happens when we don't follow our curiosity or like right. what are the possibilities that people are missing out on you know yeah, yeah, yeah. no you're right like it's and, and it drives my wife nuts and it might drive <laughs> certain, certain types of people like I mean I don't know off the top of my head what the enneagram stuff is but there are certain types and people don't that get like, me started on that right they need like <laughs> there's need people need structure right and yeah. they need like that, you know, need to make a certain amount of money and pay bills and stuff. And I, I like, I have kind of like, uh, I don't know if it's just a feeling or just like a confidence that like, if everything were to go to nothing, then I would be okay. Right. Like I'd always go back home. 
Yeah. You know, I could always, I have a home to go to. I have parents that, that, that have done great for me. I have a younger brother, you know, he's, he's doing good things. But, like, the worst, like, if the worst thing happened, right, like, everything shut down. There was no podcast, no Instagram. You know, there was, I had to go, I'd be sent back to Wales, which my wife might prefer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, I, that it would be okay. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, you're always going to have a roof over your head or the opportunity to put a roof over your head. Um, through the years, I've built great relationships with people that if something were to happen, I know that I have a list of at least 10 people that I can call on and probably you have the same too. That yeah. Like, hey, look, I, I need some help. Like, can I just stay the night? Or, you know, like, you know, and it's never money related. It's more about like, can, can I just come and stay? Support. Like, I just support, and, yeah. yes. I think... Know? Especially, man, for me, this year has been exceptionally right. difficult. And it's also been really rewarding. Mm-hmm. But I keep coming back to, like, the worst thing. And when I started my business, I was like, the worst thing. I'm not going to be homeless. I'm not going to not have foodie. You know, yeah. I know enough people that are loving and kind and generous and supportive. Yeah. Like, community to me is absolutely the foundation mm-hmm. for everything. And just knowing that you have, you know, a family and friends and connections in the community right. through business brings such a peace of mind because you know you've got a crowd of people cheering you on that are there to like pick you up yeah. and dust you off and say okay go try again you yeah know? and you can always go get a job somewhere always right? especially yeah. now people are crying out for, for, for yeah. help now it doesn't matter where it is you can always go find a job and, and make ends meet uh, and and even if you can't find a job like I, I saw this i mentioned this on a previous podcast as well i saw an article recently that it was a guy who while he was in college, he like you paid for like the Amazon scanner app right on your phone. So it means when you go yeah, into Walmart, yeah, I've seen that. So, yeah, so he go into Walmart on it when he wasn't in class, scan as many items as possible, and then it tells you how much those items are selling for on Amazon. In his first month, he made nine grand. Holy cow! He's now five years later. He makes over two hundred thousand dollars a month, and he employs eleven people. Like, <clears> all you need is a bit of money to buy an app. Right, everyone's got a phone. Like, yeah, like this, and that's one of the reasons I love being here. It's just the amount of opportunity here is just—it's right in front of people. Yeah, and know? I think like the creativity, the collaboration, the the curiosity. I mean, that is infectious. And yeah. if you get around people who are, um, you know, optimistic and hardworking, it—you can't help but to catch right. some of that. You're and right. I, yeah. I feel like you and I are somewhat the same in that we tend to be more optimistic. I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? I'll sell Starbucks again. Like, right. it's fine. Yeah. I already know how to do it. Like, yeah. you know. And another thing, like, I didn't grow up with around money. I've never been, like, a, a, and kind of relative to, to here, like, the UK, like, you know, people don't make that much money in the UK. Generally, a lot of people work, you know, nine to five. I mean, it is cheaper to live, but, like, you just, you know, there's, you know, if you make 50,000 pounds back home, like, that's a really good living, right? Yeah. Whereas here, if you make, what is that equivalent? That's like sixty-five, seventy. That's still a good living, but there's a lot of people who make that money. Whereas yeah, yeah. you might, you might be a bank manager back home and make fifty thousand pounds, right? Um, so, so I never grew up having, you know, like expensive things or like obviously you desire that stuff. I love cars, so I want like a fast car and, and stuff like that. But I always know that yeah, there is a possibility to get those things, and that's what I strive to every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like my background on my phone is the car that I want, um, but there's always that reminder that, that like it doesn't matter like if you were to go to zero or if you were to go back like I, I it's not like I've become a millionaire and lost everything yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know what it's like still maybe we'll get there one day it doesn't you know the, the, my main thing is like I love what I do every day I get to do something I really enjoy doing 
sure there are some days where you like have a bad day in real estate. I mean, the real estate market at the moment's crazy, and if you're trying to find someone a house, it's not fun because there's yeah. so much competition. But it's never as bad as like what it could be. Yeah. So I think maybe what you're saying, and I feel like this too, is like it doesn't take much for me to be content. You know, yeah. like I think the contentment is kind of the baseline mm -hmm. and yeah we want to work hard and extend ourselves there's a kind of dignity and self-worth and satisfaction yeah. that comes through hard work and and seeing how much we can achieve and yeah. what we can you know push push ourselves to but you know I live a pretty simple life yeah and I'm happy with it you know and so I think some of what you're saying or what I'm interpreting what mm -hmm. you're saying is like man stay curious work hard but just be content where you are. Well, yeah, and well, also like, I make lists. I'm a list maker, and like, I have too many notes and too many pieces of paper in my office. But I make lists of like, you know, we know when you get, you know, when you achieve something, right? Like for you, when you when when you left your your job and you were fully committed to be an entrepreneur, you've got to kind of like the next level, right, or the next yeah. step in your life. Yeah. Every time I get to a next step in my life, I make a list of what I am content at at that level. That's so good. And then I make a list of what I want to get at at the next level. So for me, it's like growing up and, and like I grew up playing golf, right? So being and the price of golf out here is crazy compared to the price of golf back home. For what people pay to be a member a month out here is what you pay for a year back home. Whoa. Yeah. So especially like the country club out and stuff like that. So like one of my big goals was to become a member at a country club so I can play more golf whenever I want to, mm -hmm. you know, and and do that and, and I have reached that now so like two or three weeks ago I made a new list of like okay we're at this level I've got everything that like I'm I, my goals to get to now how do I get to the next one but you always look back at those levels and you have these like you know this data over the years of you progressing or going up and down and seeing like what did you start out what meant the most to you at the ground level right yeah. and it was like buying a house moving mm -hmm. out of the house getting an apartment and obviously, as you go through life, you progress and, and want nicer things. But at the end of the day, you, you know, you've always got that in the back of your mind that, like, if things were to go back, right, if they were to, be, they're not going to be as bad as what people think they are. Yeah. And that's why, like, I'm just constantly curious to try things and get out there and do things. And just, you know, we only have one life as far mm -hmm. as we know it. Like, so what if someone tells you you can't do it? Go show them wrong. You know, go go prove them wrong and go do something. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, then try something else. There's so many things I've tried that are terrible. I mean, stuff Same, on, like, yeah. you know, there's, like, videos or Instagram stuff that, you know, they just, you just try things. Yeah. And, you know, it's gone, isn't it? People forget about it because they're worrying about their own stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, it's... I'm going to steal your list idea. That's so brilliant. Uh, yeah. I, I was... Guess, I was at the gym last night even telling my trainer, she's like, look at your arms, man, you're doing so good. You, you're lifting more weight, you're doing more reps. And yeah. I was like, you know, Marianne, I am guilty of only comparing myself to the future ideal 100%. instead of looking yeah. back. And I, who would have thought deep thoughts right. while you're, you know, doing arms. But, like, I, I'm guilty. I look to what I want to be and compare myself to that yeah. and so it's easy to be like well I'm not good enough it's not where I want to be my arms aren't like yeah. Marianne's arms well she's been doing this for 15 years right. you know whatever it's a profession instead yeah. of looking back and saying remember when you couldn't do two push-ups like yeah. three months ago mm -hmm. you know and I'm gonna steal that idea yeah it's well brilliant. and also like it's um I don't think people realize like how much money a hundred thousand dollars is how much money $200,000 mm -hmm. is. People think I want to be a millionaire. 
right? But, you know, like I think the current stat at the moment, if you make more than $400,000, you're in the 1% of everybody in America. That's wild. You know, and then if you live in Oklahoma, if you make, you know, like let's say $100,000, which is $300 a day, if you can make $300 a day, I think it works out to $100,000, that's a pretty good living in Oklahoma City. Yeah. You know, for sure. So people like I think because of social media and the internet and all that stuff, you think I want to be a millionaire and drive a Lamborghini. You don't need a million dollars. No, right? Like you figure out through that list. I figured out what I want. You know, like if I'm gonna like I'm not gonna pay for everything in full because right. I don't have that capital. But like if I want the things I want, what is it if I have to make a down payment? How much money do I need a month? I think in Tim Ferriss's book Four Hour Work Week, mm-hmm. he looks at like what he needs a month to make for his all the things that he wants, and it's. Like that, I you know I kind of you get a, and you dive into the numbers and you break it down to you know if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year that's like what eight thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not easy to spend eight thousand dollars a month, is it? No. Like, and if you do, you know, you're probably buying every Gucci purse that's out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> is there so, a Gucci purse? <laughs> yeah, well, I, so, don't, I wouldn't even know where to get that in Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I, I don't. I think people need to realize how like they need to figure out if you know to make them happy or whatever the next level is or, you know, to quit their job or whatever, how much money they need to make to cover their bases, pay for their bills and then go from there Yeah. and then go to the next level. Uh, but, you know, really put into like terms like, okay, how, you know, because a hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. Well, we you keep know? like money, especially we keep this nebulous idea of like more Yeah. instead of well, this is a hard it. dollar amount. Yeah. Like this is what I need. This is what I want. Right. Here's the difference. How can I build, build that you know and the average person isn't like me that doesn't desire a fast car like i grew up watching cars i love cars right and i, I kind of <laughs> i have expensive hobbies golf and cars um <laughs> yeah but the and most podcasting. and podcasting yeah <laughs> but most you know you, you you most people aren't into cars and they don't play golf so they don't have to spend you know yeah a thousand dollars a month on a car payment they right. can do something else for a thousand dollars and you know go to the gym or whatever it is like yeah eat great food for every weekend there's it's that's just, my dream yeah, Oh, go to yeah, go to go to a <laughs> restaurant and not have to worry about you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. what the yes. My <laughs> definition of and this is not a joke. It sounds like I'm leading into a joke, but my definition of prosperity is like having enough to pay my bills on time and give to whatever good cause I see. Yeah, you know, and have a little bit of money left over, and so n- that changes. Yeah, I know what that is. That number is now, but it will change. It, it progresses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because like, what's what good is it if you're not doing good with yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Now, one of the things that you mentioned earlier when we, when we did the podcast is being all in. Mm-hmm. And there was a guy that I interviewed, and he was like a banker or something. And he was an accountant, and he hated it. But his side job was art. He was an artist. Wow. Very, very good at it. And he's like, I just made the decision one day. I told my accountant. No, it wasn't an accountant. He was a businessman doing something. But he told his accountant, he's like, I'm an artist now. Like, I'm not, an, I'm not a businessman. Wow. I am an artist now. So he went all in. And he's like, you've got to, if you're going to do something, you can't just, like, half-ass it. You've got right. to give it everything. And yeah. then you've got to assume that identity, and that is your identity. So every time you see someone, you tell them, I am an artist. I am, you know, oh, a man, writer. Oh, so I am. hard. Yeah, yeah you don't say, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't say, oh, I used to work here. And you're like, well, what do you do? Like, I am an artist. Right. So that was one thing that stuck with me when, when, when I did that interview and, and it's it's right. Like when people ask me, like, what do you do? And I'm torn because I still do real estate. Yeah. So I'm like, I, are you are you I a podcaster? Who does real yeah. estate or real estate agent? I just, with yeah. A podcast? It, and I, that's one thing that I'm working towards is like, 
I mean, I, I like, I don't even know what you call what this is Oklahoma is in a podcast, but like, it's, I don't, I don't like saying I'm, I do media, right? But yeah. most of the time, I still say I just do real estate. Um, but it's getting towards like the goal is to say that. Like, what do you do every day? Oh, I, I have a podcast. That's you know, so cool. Like, that's that's the plan. Yeah. You know, like, I'd love to be. If someone asked me this. Well, you know, what would you like? Where do you want the podcast to go? So I want to be the Joe Rogan of Oklahoma. Right, because yeah. he is on a level that like signing a hundred million dollar contract with oh Spotify. Oh my gosh, I know, right? You know, I'm you can like, give to whoever Spotify, you want if you sign up? that. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like the things that I think of, and I'm always thinking about something. You know, what's next? How do you grow? How do you get better? You know. Yeah. Like, we need to have production. You know, video, whatever it is. Like. Yeah. There's always more. That's that entrepreneur shining through. Always, yeah. Got to tweak it. Yeah. There's always something to fix or improve. Yeah. And then you get back to ground zero, and you you figure out like, okay. What what you know if everything goes to crap, I'll I'll still be okay. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Just knowing that, Mike, this has been so fun. Um, are you ready for my favorite part of the podcast? Yes. Tell me. Rapid about fire it. questions. Oh, I'm terrible at this. They're so fun. Because I know I'm just gonna get wood vomit, and so I'm gonna say something and be like, No, it's I don't okay. Mean that. It's only out there on the internet forever. Only, yeah. No pressure. First of all. How are you feeling about England's loss? Oh, I was super happy about it. Really? Yeah, I'm Welsh. I'm not English. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah okay. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I well, thought... actually super happy. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was rooting for Italy the whole time. I was. Uh, I watched with some friends. It was too. hard to watch. Wasn't oh, it? that was a. It was an intense. It was game. intense. And yeah, very intense. Th- it's not fair to compare, but I was in an energy game the week before, and I was like, "Wow, this is yeah. so entertaining." So entertaining. <laughs> it, it, I love the energy games. They're fun, yeah. but. You go to watch the fans as much mm-hmm. as the game. 100%. Yeah. Um, what is one of your favorite dinner spots in Oklahoma City? Um, where do I go to all the time? Uh, usually every Friday, me and my wife get sushi. Where at? Go-Go, Midtown. Oh, Very easy. It's just, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's not the best. It's just kind of like we know we get the same thing every single Friday. That's amazing. Uh, I love sushi. Mm-hmm. Um, what is some place you've recently discovered you think everyone should check out Ooh, what have i recently discovered that people should check out um i mean i th- just posted a picture of the gathering place and that place is amazing but i, I feel still like people haven't been, it's I really good if you've got i mean even if you don't have kids you can enjoy it um what have i recently discovered um i mean plugging plugging something i've recently discovered that i can now do video of tours of houses <laughs> i started doing that you should check those videos out check out mike's uh, real estate no, videos um what have I, I think i think just the amount of content that's on youtube around anything that you like i love youtube right so like even if it's not netflix or whatever i just yeah. go to youtube and figure out, if there's someone you follow on, on instagram Go to the YouTube if they have a YouTube channel and just watch what they do because it's free. It's just TV, isn't it? There's it's just so a much. Form of it. Um, I love before. Well, I mean, I watch probably more YouTube than yeah. anything. Same. Because I'm so curious mm-hmm. and want to learn all the time. Yeah. Um, do you have a personal catchphrase? Do I? Have, I don't. I don't know. Um, and maybe it's just the accent. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. At the end of every podcast, I say cheers. Um, personal catchphrase. I don't think so. I mean, I just kind of have my intro to the podcast, and that's about it. Do you ever mumble that in your sleep? Uh, no, but we <laughs> shot a video yesterday of a tour of a house, and I said the intro to the podcast, not the intro to the video. Oh, my first. gosh. I was like, I need to get Amazing. in the right headspace. Um, what is the most random thing that you've bought on Amazon? 
my wife has the Amazon account, so I don't usually buy things on Amazon. I usually buy things on Instagram, actually. Oh, really? Um, which is another game changer. So um, what's the most... And re- also bad if you've had a few drinks. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, you're like scrolling. You're like, yes, I'll I need take that. that. Uh, the most, ra- most recent random thing I bought. So this year marks 25 years of Happy Gilmore movie. 25-year anniversary of the Happy That's Gilmore movie. That's a great movie. movie. So... The, the movie collaborated with six or seven m- clothes makers of different kinds. And I bought a pair of Adidas sweats that have prices wrong with oh. the B word on it <laughs> down the side. And they're green sweats with yellow stitching. And it doesn't say the full B word. It just says B and then four stars. And then it has a little logo on the hip of the scene where Happy Gilmore and his coach Chubbs when he's like kind of behind him with yeah, all, yeah. all in the hips. Oh my gosh. They came the other day and that is probably, I don't usually buy fancy things but they were like more than I was willing to spend and I thought I think, I'm taking it. I'm definitely going to buy Well it. I wouldn't call that fancy first of all but Well I'm buying a pair of sweats. I wish like, you would post that on your Instagram. I will show you some pictures. They're great. That's fantastic. Yeah. So that's my most random. Awesome. Well that's all my Yeah. That wasn't so bad. No, I was, that was better than I expected. I thought you were going to sweat a little bit. Um, well, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, I I'm appreciate excited. you. Thank you so much. Your story's so fun, and I uh, can't wait for everybody to hear. Thanks so much. How's that? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs>